Good morning. This morning we'll be in Genesis chapter 27 as we continue to make our way through Genesis. This passage presents for us a kind of difficult story today. It's a story of blessing, that is true, but it's also a story of deception. In the middle of this story, Esau is going to lament, is not he rightly called Jacob? Jacob's name means deceiver. And we can't help but agree, as you read today, Jacob is a deceiver. He is slippery. He's like that salesman you're talking to that you know is not being totally honest with you because they know you don't know what you're talking about. Give you that kind of creepy feeling that maybe, maybe I'm not getting the best deal here. And so one of the questions we should ask ourselves as we're reading here in Genesis 27 is why would God bless someone like Jacob, a deceiver? Why would God bless such deception? Why would God give the blessing to a man who has no moral character, who would fool even his own father? The answer to that question is actually quite hopeful today as we continue to look at Genesis 27. Why is it that God blesses someone like Jacob? And the truth of the matter is, the good news is, if God will bless someone like Jacob, he can bless someone like you because it's not dependent upon how good we are. And it's not dependent on how bad we are, but upon God who has mercy. So I'll start reading this story here in chapter 27 of Genesis. When Isaac was old and his eyes were dim so that he could not see, he called Esau, his older son, and said to him, My son. And he answered, Here I am. He said, Behold, I am old, and I do not know the day of my death. Now then, take your weapons, your quiver and your bow, and go out in the field and hunt game for me, and prepare me delicious food, such as I love, and bring it to me so that I may eat, and my soul may bless you before I die. Now Rebekah was listening when Isaac spoke to his son Esau. So when Esau went to the field to hunt for game and bring it, Rebekah said to her son Jacob, I heard your father speak to your brother Esau. Bring me game, uh, bring me game and... Prepare, oh sorry, I went back up and read her stuff, sorry. Rebecca said to her son Jacob, I heard your father speak to your brother Esau, bring me game and prepare for me delicious food that I may eat it and bless you before the Lord before I die. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice as I command you. Go to the flock and bring me two good young goats so that I may prepare from them delicious food for your father such as he loves. And you shall bring it to your father to eat so that he may bless you before he dies. But Jacob said to Rebekah his mother, Behold, my my brother Esau is a hairy man and I am a smooth man. Perhaps my father will fill me and I shall seem to be mocking him and bring a curse upon myself and not a blessing. His mother said to him, Let your curse be on me, my son. Only obey my voice. Go and bring them to me. So he went and he took them and brought them to his mother. And his mother prepared delicious food such as his father loved. And you get the idea that Isaac really dug this delicious food they were making. Then Rebekah took the best garments of Esau, her older son, which were with her in the house, and put them on Jacob, her younger son. And the skins of the young goats she put on his hands and on the smooth part of his neck. And she put delicious food in the bread which she prepared into the hand of her son Jacob. So he went into his father and said, My father, he said, Here I am. Who are you, my son? And Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you told me. 
Now sit up and eat of my game that your soul may bless me. But Isaac said to his son, How is it that you found it so quickly, my son? He answered, Because the Lord your God has granted me success. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Please come near that I may feel you, my son, to know whether you are really my son Esau or not. So Jacob went near to Isaac, his father, who felt him and said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. He said, Are you really my son Esau? He answered, I am. Then he said, Bring it near to me that I may eat of my son's game and bless you. So he brought it near to him and he ate. And he brought him wine and he drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, Come near me and kiss me, my son. So he came near and kissed him. And Isaac smelled the smell of his garments and blessed him and said, See, the smell of my son is the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you the dew of heaven and the fatness of the earth and plenty of grain and wine. Let people serve you and nations bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers and may your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you and blessed be everyone who blesses you. As soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, when Jacob had scarcely gone out of the presence of Isaac, his father, Esau, his brother, came in from his hunting. He also prepared delicious food and brought it to his father. And he said to his father, Let my father arise and eat of his son's game, that you may bless me. His father Isaac said to him, Who are you? He answered, I am your son, your firstborn Esau. Then Isaac trembled very violently and said, Who was it then that hunted game and brought it to me? And I ate it before you came. And I have blessed him. Yes, and he shall be blessed. As soon as Esau heard the words of his father, he cried out with an exceedingly great and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me also, my father, even me. But he said, Your brother came deceitfully, and he has taken away your blessing. And Esau said, Is he not rightly named Jacob? He has cheated me these two times. He took away my birthright, and behold, he has taken away my blessing. Then he said, Have you not reserved a blessing for me, my father? And Isaac answered to Esau and said, Behold... I have made him Lord over you, and all his brothers I have given to him for servants. And with grain and wine I have sustained him. What can I do for you, my son? And Esau said to his father, Have you but one blessing, my father? Bless me, even me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Then Isaac, his father, answered and said to him, Behold, away from the fatness of the earth shall your dwelling be, and away from the dew of the heaven on high, by your sword you shall live, and you shall serve your brother. But when you grow restless, you shall break his yoke from your neck. Now Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing with which his father had blessed him. And Esau said to himself, The days of mourning for my father are approaching, then I will kill my brother Jacob. But the words of Esau, her older son, were told to Rebekah. So she went and called Jacob, her younger son, and said to him, Behold, your brother Esau comforts himself about planning to kill you. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice. Arise, flee to Laban, my brother Haran, and stay with him a while until your, father's, until your brother's fury turns away, until your brother's anger turns away from you, and he forgets what you've done for him, to him. Then I will send and bring you from there. Why should I be bereft of both of you in one day? Then Rebekah said to Isaac, I loathe my life because of these Hittite women. If Jacob marries one of the Hittite women like these, one of the women of the land... What good will my life be to me? <laughs> All right. They got some, 
they need some counsel. <laughs> they, got, they got some family issues. Uh, yes. So we're going to start with Rebecca hatching a plan. Never underestimate mom, lesson number one. We know from the narrative that Jacob is Rebecca's favorite. He is her favorite son. And we also know that Esau is Isaac's favorite son. And that's a pretty lousy family dynamic right there. We can just go ahead and say that. Now, the narrator is the one who's told us that Jacob is Rebecca's favorite and Esau is Isaac's favorite. That doesn't mean that they've actually said it out loud. But the narrator is telling us this to set us up for this episode here. I'm sure that Rebecca loved Esau and I'm sure that Isaac also loved Jacob. They just had their favorites, which is not good. Well, why would Rebecca do such a thing and hatch this plan to get Jacob blessed in the place of Esau? Well, first of all, if you're paying close attention to the themes of Genesis, this is actually, once again, one of those t things, one of those themes that are repeated in Genesis. And if you're not looking close, you may not notice it. This is the same exact thing that happened with Abraham, Isaac's father. Remember, God comes to Abraham and says... Next year, Sarah's going to have a son. And what does Abraham do? He says, oh, that Ishmael may be blessed and live before you. Remember, Abraham wanted the eldest son to be blessed too. And God said, no. And here Isaac has favored his eldest son Esau. And he says, before I die, I'm going to bless you, my son. But we already know that Esau is not the one that is going to be blessed by God. And Isaac ought to know it as well. How do we know that? Because when, uh, when Rebecca was pregnant with the twins, remember she was having a hard time, and she thought she was going to die. It was bad. The twins were rolling around in the womb. She thought, what is going on? So she asked the Lord in Hebrew, it says, what is going on? No, it says, how is it that it's like this with me? And the Lord said, remember, he said, two nations are in your womb. They struggle together. But the older will serve the younger. So from the time that they were in Rebekah's womb, God has said the younger will rule over the eldest. doesn't matter what Isaac wants in the blessing. It's really not his blessing. It's the Lord's. Isaac does not have the power to command the blessing like he thinks he does. We learn in the Gospel of John... That we are the children of God, not by blood, not by the flesh of the blood, nor by the will of man, but by the grace of God. We read here, you get caught up in the narrative and you think, oh man, the reason that Jacob got blessed and not Esau is because Jacob tricked him. Well, that's true. The fact is, Jacob was going to be blessed all along. Remember also, when the boys grew up, that is, Ishmael and Isaac, the very Isaac we're talking about here. That it was Sarah who saw Ishmael making fun of her son, Isaac. Said, send the boy away. He will not be heir with my son, Isaac. And this disturbed Abraham greatly, remember? And what did the Lord say to Abraham? Sarah is right. Send Ishmael away. And by the end of this passage, Esau has gone to the east... To his uncle Ishmael, he will take a wife from there while Jacob goes to be with uh, Laban to take a wife from there. 
So God is separating these peoples. This does not mean that Ishmael and Esau weren't blessed. It just means that the conduit through which their children will be blessed would not be them, but through Isaac, the son of promise. The reason that Rebekah schemed to get Jacob the blessing was because she knew that Jacob was supposed to have the blessing in the first place. And look, this disguise of hairy goats on the back of your hand to me and on his neck is not much of a convincing disguise. Through the whole thing, Isaac is pretty suspicious, but like father, like son. Remember, Esau comes into the field and he's real hungry and he smells some of Jacob's delicious stew. And he says, let me eat some of that stew before I die. And Jacob says, sell me your birthright. And he goes, what is it to me? Give me some stew. Here is Isaac trying to figure out if this is really Jacob or Esau. And he's like, boy, that delicious game sure does smell delicious. How many times does it say, the, the food which I love, the food which I love? Isaac is fooled, I think, not only by Rebekah's schemes, but also by the providence of God, for it was the will of God to bless Jacob. This is why Rebekah could fearlessly say, let your curse be on me, because she knew that true blessing and true cursing come not from man, but from God. And she knew that Jacob was the one God was going to bless. And so she hatches this plan, I don't think only because Jacob is her favorite, but also because she knew he was the one that God would bless. She follows in suit as Sarah. Sarah and Rebekah here are saving the day, while Abraham and Isaac are playing favorites with the eldest. So the second thing we see is this is like father, like son. Like Abraham tried to bless Ishmael, so Isaac tries to bless uh, Esau. And like Esau loved the tasty, good food, so did Isaac. Isaac is blind in more ways than one in this passage. He is blind physically, that is true, but he is blind to the providence of God that surrounds him to bless his younger son Jacob. And he is blind to the prophecy which was given not to him, but to his wife. And he was trying to bless the son which God said would serve the younger. And God was not going to have it. I am not saying that what Jacob and Rebekah did here was right and good. I'm not saying that. God has often used things that are not right and good to become blessings to his people, as we will see throughout the rest of Genesis. When Joseph's brothers betray him, sell him into slavery, Joseph will say what you meant for evil, God meant for good. God often uses our wickedness to save people. How he does this is a mystery that belongs to the providence of God, so they can be wrong. At the same time, God's will is working out through what they've done. And so, Rebecca tells him, go in there, wear this disguise. The only thing she didn't tell him was, you know, try to talk a little bit like Esau, for goodness sakes. It's, uh, the man can't see, but he can hear. Wear some goatskin gloves, wear some goat. I mean, when the Bible says that Esau was a hairy man, if he is as hairy as a goat, that was one hairy fellow. Wow. So yeah, Isaac's feeling like, man, this sounds like Jacob, but he smells like Esau, and he's got hair like Esau. It must be Esau. Give me some of that goat meat. Rebecca tricked him. I guess she's the one that taught Esau how to cook, and so she knew exactly what kind of delicious food Dad liked. So Rebecca saves the day there and makes sure that 
Isaac is blessed in the place of Esau, but she saves the day a second time. She finds out Esau's going to kill Jacob. So she concocts yet another plan. And this is, again, a repetition of something that happened. Remember when uh, Sarah died, Abraham sent his servant to go get a wife for Isaac, and she, he sent them back to their family. And so um, Rebecca sends Jacob back to her family to find himself a wife. And we, we've read earlier that Esau married a couple of Hittite women and they made the life of, of Isaac and Rebekah loathsome. And so she was really upset about these other women that Esau had married and she was like, I can't put up with this. If, if Jacob marries another one of these girls, I'm going to go crazy. And Isaac's like, okay, send him over to your brother Laban and see if he can find somebody there. But really, in the back of her mind, she's like, I got to get him out of here because Harry Esau is going to kill him if he stays. Like, she doesn't say, look, you know, son, get ready to fight Esau. She's like, look, he will kill you. You got to get out of here. Esau was the warrior, remember, the guy of the field, the man of power. And Jacob liked to hang around in the tent and cook, apparently. So off Jacob goes, and Rebekah saves the day. Isaac has taken no initiative to find Jacob a wife, so Rebekah plants the seed. Hey, he needs to go get a wife and go get a brother from our home. Once again, the promise of God to bless the nations through this seed is in danger due to Isaac's inactivity. He, there is not going to be a savior if Jacob does not find for himself a wife. And so we get to this story and we have to ask ourselves, why does God, why is the plan and providence of God to bless a scoundrel like Jacob. There's no doubt that he is a scoundrel. The, the text makes that clear even in his name. Jacob means deceiver. And this is not the only time that he's going to go out and deceive. Jacob needs to change. But the first reason that God chooses Jacob, here's the important thing you need to know. Here's why God chose Jacob over Esau. You ready? Because that's what God wanted to do. And that's the only answer we ever get. It is not because Esau is so much worse a fellow than Jacob. He's not. In fact, every time I read Genesis 27, I feel deeply sorry for Esau. I don't think his crying is fake. The Bible says here that he has bitter tears. And his cry over and over again of, Bless me also, O oh my father. Bless me also, O oh my father. Breaks my heart for him. Jacob wronged his brother. Now, I don't think he ought to kill him over it. But it's a sad situation. He does eventually reserve a blessing for Esau and his people will be blessed. Esau's children would be blessed. He was just not the recipient of the divine favor that Jacob himself would receive. And what is that divine favor? Well, first of all, God gives it to whomever he pleases and he pleases it to give it to Jacob. It tells us that in Romans, that God has done this for his purpose and for his glory, not according to our will, not according to what we want done, but according to God who has mercy he has chosen Jacob over Esau. The good news for us is this. This is really good news. It means that liars can enjoy the blessing of God. Jacob is not a good man, and neither am I, and neither are you. There are no good people in this room. The Bible says that no one has done good. No, not one. Every single one of us have dysfunction in our family. Every single one of us have problems. Every single one of us sin and fall short of the glory of God. And the purpose of showing us that God would bless deceiver, literally his name, heel snatcher, is to say he can bless you too. Today in Sunday school classes, I studied with the kids. We, 
we read about in Jude, it says to snatch, to have mercy on those who don't believe and to snatch them as a brand from the fire. That's what God does for us. We, like Jacob, are deceivers. We don't deserve the blessing of God. Why has he given it? Because he wants to. It is not given because of the will of Isaac. It is not given because of the will of Abraham. It is not given by the will of man, but on God who has mercy. Jacob is not blessed ultimately because of the scheming of Rebekah. He is not blessing just because Isaac said he would be blessed. He is blessed because God determined to bless the deceiver. Regardless of your character and regardless of what you have done, we see nowhere in here that Jacob has ever repented for this evil thing that he did to his father and to his brother, and yet he remains blessed to this day. The recipient of divine favor. That's the good news. There is no need for us to wind up like broken-hearted Esau. There is the same blessing. See, what I, Esau didn't understand, and what we can understand from this side, is when Jacob was blessed, he was blessed. Esau couldn't see that because he wanted the blessing for himself. He, he might have thought it meant, hey, I'm going to have more goats and sheep. But when Jacob comes back into the land, we're going to find that instead of just dwindling away to nothing, that Esau is going to be rich and powerful and great and he's going to have an army of men who follow him. He is greatly and richly blessed. Perhaps that is why he gets over his anger at Jacob, realizing that it is not about that. The reason that Esau is blessed when Jacob is blessed is because Messiah was going to come from Jacob's line. And when Messiah comes from Jacob's line, here's the beauty of it. Everyone who blesses Jacob will be blessed because the lion of the tribe of Jacob and Judah blesses all nations. The Bible says in the book of Revelation that before the throne of God, there is gathered there every tongue, every tribe, every nation. So you know what that means. Esau's sons will be at the throne of God. The Edomites will be there. Some of them. Some of them will rejoice and worship before the throne of God because their uncle Jacob was blessed instead of their father. And who cares as long as the blessing comes to us all? There's no reason to be jealous over this because the Bible says if you bless him, you will be blessed. This is how God was pleased to do it. So there's no reason to wind up crying about Esau unless the only thing you're concerned about in this world is worldly gain. All Jacob, all Esau could see is, am I not going to get as much stuff as he got? And even Isaac seems not to understand the blessing. Isaac says, son, I've already given him rule over you and I've already given him the fatness of the earth. What else can I give to you? Well, how about salvation, Pop? If I bless him, will I be blessed? Esau's blindness, I'm sorry, Isaac's blindness truly extends deeper than just his eyes. He is forgotten. Remember when he, even here, when he blesses, he says, Be Lord over your brothers, verse 29, and may your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you, and blessed be everyone who blesses you. He forgot the second part. He forgot the second part. What should he have said when he said, Oh, do you have no blessing for me, oh, my father? He should have said, If you will bless your brother, you will be blessed. That's the answer. This is from the Lord. 
And what else can we do? So here's some words of comfort to take home for yourself today. Some lessons we can learn from this. First of all, your family. Don't, don't look too relieved, but it's true. Your family's not the only dysfunctional family that has ever lived on the face of the earth. It's not. In fact, those who are the king pins of our faith, the foundation of our faith, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, every single one of them had family trouble. And, and Jacob is going to be worse. It's going to get worse. So you're not the first one. The second is this. Don't be jealous of anybody else's blessing. Don't be jealous. If you bless the Lion of Judah, if you say that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be blessed. You will be blessed with Jacob, you will be blessed with Isaac, you will be blessed with Abraham. It doesn't matter if you're a deceiver or a liar, the worst person you can think of in the whole world, if they will bless the Lord, he will bless them. That's good news for us. So why does God bless Jacob? Because that's what he wants to do. God loves to bless sinners like you and I. Why does God bless Jacob over Esau? Because God is not beholden to choose the older over the younger. He can do things however he wants, and this is the way he wanted to do it, and so that's the way it happened. And we can trust to his providence that whatever God does, he will still retain for us all blessing through the blessed seed of Abraham. All nations will be blessed, even the sons of Esau. So this morning, if you're having trouble, deep trouble, remember that God is faithful. He will be faithful to you. If he can bless Jacob, he can bless you. Don't be jealous and don't worry. There is plenty. There is plenty of blessing in God's storehouse of blessing for every last person on the face of the earth. So when we leave here and and you go off into your work and you work with a bunch of Jacobs maybe or you know one or two, remember this. God can snatch them like a brand from the fire. And not only can he bless them, he can make them a blessing for the nations. He did not just bless Jacob. He made him a blessing for all of us. All Jacob's life, he is going to fight. He wrestles for his blessing with his brother Esau. He wrestles with Isaac over his blessing. He goes to his uncle's house, Laban, and he wrestles. And the penultimate wrestling match of his life is when God Almighty appears to him and he wrestles him too. His whole life is a fight. But God blesses him, and he makes him a blessing for all people. These are our people. These are our forefathers. This is our family. This is our family history. And if we will learn from it, we can learn that like Abraham and like Isaac and like Jacob, our tribe too can be blessed if we love the Lord Jesus. Let's pray. Father, you teach us over and over in your word. Again and again we see the same mistakes repeated. Again and again we are seeing that you are faithful. God, you bless people. Not because of the good that they have done, but because of the good that you wish to do. Your electing grace is not beholden to the will of man or by descent, but by your grace and your will only. And so, Father, today I pray that we, as recipients of the grace of God through Jacob, through Judah and David ultimately through your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray, that we will see those in the world as people who also can not only receive blessing, but be a blessing to others. Help us, Father, to be like the promised children of Abraham, 
and that through us all nations can be blessed. Thank you for Angela and her trip. We do pray right now for Pastor Rejoice and for the ministries they're doing there. Be with Beatrice as she works alongside her husband as they seek to reach the people of Tanzania. And God, I pray you will strengthen their church, strengthen their witness, and may their gospel testimony abound throughout their land and for their peoples. Lord, we love you this morning. We want to see the blessing of Jacob upon all nations. And that is the lifting up of Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, descendant of Jacob, Savior of the world. Lord, we love you. Be with us this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you'll stand, we're going to sing a song. If you do not know Christ this morning, call out to Him and He will save you. You don't need my help anymore. I can't help you. I can tell you where to go, but I can't save you. Go to Jesus and He will save you. Ask Him to forgive you of your sin and you will be saved. As we sing this morning, this is our opportunity to think about the things which we have heard in your word, in the word of the Lord. Let's sing.
today and worshiping with us. It has been great to be with the family of the Lord, worshiping together. The Lord bless you all and keep you, cause his face to shine on you and give you peace. We are dismissed.